guest today is Andy White. He is the author of Medic, the ultimate guide to staying one step ahead in the complex sale. He's also sales leader at Blanche. Andy, you're very welcome to the show. Hey, hey Paul, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I've known you, it feels like feels like for as long as I've been in enterprise sales, I've associated it, it with working with you. So it's great to, um, it's great to be on. It's, it's been a while since we've spoken, so I'm delighted for the opportunity and I'm, I'm delighted to be able to, for you to come on today so we can dig into this. The last time I think we interacted was you were in the research phase, you were writing the book at the, at the time. And so delighted to see it's out and that you share with me a little bit about what it is, what's behind it, who it's for, uh, why it works, why it's better, all of those kind of questions that I'd like to explore with you today. Tell me though, first of all, Andy, of all the books you could have written, why this one? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, so I, I guess, I guess you, I mean, you, you were, you're an author yourself. I have your book. Um, so you, you might relate to this. I, I never sort of thought of myself would ever write a book. It's not something I ever thought I'd get into. Um, and, and what actually happened was um, I had taken up a leadership position at a SaaS company, Series A at the time. And um, I, I arrived and my job, my remit there was very much to, and this was actually the quote, enterprise up the sales team. And so I kind of came in and I was like, right, I, I've, I've worked in enterprise sales a long time. I've got a, a whole load of things in my locker that I can do to enterprise up. Um, so I'm just going to listen, feel, feel my way around for a, a week, a couple of weeks, a month, see how long it takes. And then I'll, I'll, I'll prioritize what it needs doing. And it took me about a day before I realized, right, forget anything else. Th th this, this company has a problem with qualification. They're just in any, any deal you could, you know, left, right, center, um, without really qualifying it. So, uh, medic or med pick as it was in, in this instance, um, was was top of my list to, to influence. And then as part of that process, we started to see the, the benefits of it. I thought I should I should write about this. This is this is good for my brand. This is good for my career. So I wrote a medium post just and I think it was called, you know, let 10 lessons learned from implementing medic or medpick. And I wrote that post and don't get me wrong, it didn't go viral or anything like that. But I had so much engagement from it from people reaching out saying, Andy, you know, love your post, we're doing the same, or I love men, you know, and just so much organic outreach that I started to think, okay, there's something here. And, and no one was really talking about medic, although if you looked, it was it seemingly everywhere. So I thought, okay, I'll start to write a book. And, and I did. And, and for a long time, it was kind of that thing that I did on, you know, flights, when I was, you know, no Wi-Fi or, you know, stuck somewhere. And obviously, I, I was not getting a book written in, in those scenarios. But then when in, in you know, March last year, uh, 2020, COVID, I, I've saved my four hour commute to and from London, I'm like, well, I can either get an extra couple hours in bed, or I can put it to use. And so I, I, I didn't. And again, like I, I kind of was in my head, I'm like, well, if nothing else, this will make a great blog post. And then it broadened out. And, and you know, before long, I had an actual book. Okay, makes sense. Why MedPick though, of all the things you could have written about in, in sales? Why that? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of two things. It's, it's one, that thing I said that no one else was writing about it, but so many people were using it. You know, you can talk about negotiation, you can talk about uh, demand generation, all of these really, really hot and important topics, but you could probably pick 10 books a year that come out on those. No one was talking about Medic, and I, yeah, I just thought that this is, this is a, so, and, and, and then, so that's the reason why that there's a demand for it, if you like. The other side, why me? Why why do I have the right to write it? Well, I, to 
be honest, I dealt with a huge amount of imposter syndrome writing this book because, you know, after all, who am I to write it? It's been around for 25 years. There's people who have more, you know, enterprise sales experience in their little finger than I do. Um, but it, it, what struck me was I actually had a, a quite unique um, run of medics. So I'd gone to uh, a company called Sprinkler where they used MedPick, but they didn't, they hadn't embraced it. And so I got it on my onboarding, came back to the UK, um, onboarding New York, came back to the UK, never really talked about again. And then they brought in a, a sales consultancy firm and they doubled down on it. And then it was really, really good then. It was really rigid, um, uh, really sort of well used. I then left and joined a company called Telium and it was like back to square one again. It was empty fields on the CRM and forgotten about really. But as an individual contributor, I, I had embraced it. So I carried on practicing it. And then came the sales leadership that I mentioned before, where I started to use it. And then since then, I've taken it to a few other uh, uh, sales, le sales leadership roles where I, I've implemented it myself. So I had this kind of varied experience of using it very well, using it very poorly, and then implementing it a few times, which kind of gave me a, a, an interesting perspective, at least, I think. Okay. Uh, when I looked at it, Andy, what struck me was that as a opportunity review a structure, a process, if you like, for reviewing opportunities. I thought it was really good. In terms of pursuing a sales conversation, I, I had genuine questions about the order that you did that in. And then I, I heard you say that the origins of Medic, MedPick, uh, we'll just call it Medic from now on, if that's yeah, all right, because sure. it's confusing <laughs> throwing both around. And maybe we'll, we'll answer why the two in a moment. Sure. Um, the origins were with PTC. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, that makes perfect sense because PTC, my understanding is when they, they came to prominence, when they kind of grew quickly in their early days, they had this CAD product and they were literally going into organizations that had drawing desks, pencils, erasers, T-squares, etc., And they were going in with this CAD software that says, we can take your design timelines from a month, a week, down to days and hours. And so with, with that kind of a sale where you've got a product that's revolutionary, you can go in with metrics and say, look, we can take this from days to hours and we've got the evidence to back that up. Would you like to see it? Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. And then I thought though, could you sell Medic using Medic? Now that's, I, I, I looked at that kind of rice mind because I would look as, could you sell Sander using Sander or Medic? And that's when I, I struggled with it a little bit because I know I could go to an organization and say, you know, you, you do sales training with our methodology or with this process, and it doesn't make a difference, right, which one it is. But if you do it, you'll uh, increase your sales by 20%. I know, I know I'm going to get that death spare that says, yeah, right, you, you say that, everybody else says that, but you can't prove that. Nice. And so I looked at it and I wondered, are there, is there a type of product solution area that suits a medic approach more than others? For example, I wouldn't buy a camera. <laughs> I wouldn't sell cameras with, with, with that, you know, because yeah. certainly some cameras are very much a, like it's a, it's a feeling, it's yes. a kinesthetic thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. Um, so yes, I think there's a short answer and there's a, a slightly longer answer. The shorter answer is it, it, Medic really 
is a, at its core a qualification framework. So it's going to help you to qualify, not just should you be in or out, but where you are in a deal. And by nature of where you are in a deal, it, it, it kind of suggests that, you know, it's, it's a broader uh, deal. Okay, so to your, your camera analogy, you know, you probably you might do some research, especially with the cameras I know you're into. Um, but the actual buying process where you engage with a vendor is probably relatively short, certainly to enterprise sales. So I think, med, yeah, Medic in that regard is, is, is very much more suited to enterprise or complex sales where there are um, more complex criteria in which someone's going to make their decision or, you know, and, and the process to get through that decision and then more stakeholders involved as well. So those are kind of the, the things that you'll find um, that, that, that suit uh, Medic. Although I, I do know uh, of a lady who does use Medic um, in her personal life all the time, like to make decisions. She said she planned her wedding using Medic. Uh, <laughs> so anytime there was like something that, um, you know, she had mapped out the stakeholders, obviously, Husband, that, that should be a red flag for anybody <laughs> marrying her at that stage. That's for sure. What's that life going to be like? I just, <laughs> I'm, and I'm sure it worked. However, yeah. mm, okay. <laughs> but maybe that's a testament to it. Yeah. Well, you got to get the paper process, which would be the prenuptial agreement in this case, right? You'd have to get that as part of the uh all right it was one of those yeah i i, I mean based on based on what i think you were suggesting there i think that would be an important part of the paper process <laughs> well i guess look there's invites there's all sorts of things yeah i yeah. get that uh it, it's not the fact it was medic it's just that somebody that would be that organized yeah um, for me because i'm a disorganized person i would <laughs> but uh, i think that's it is it's funny and i've heard heard that before where people take methodologies and processes and put them into a different domain and they work quite well so i, I get it i get it I, I wonder is it something is there an element is it something you could use for opportunity identification or is it more of a i've got an opportunity here's how i qualify it Right. Well, if I may, I, I'll, I'll zoom out a little bit from there because what I think um, what I think a common misconception people make with medic is they they try and sort of um, over uh, sort of replace other things with it. So I think that if you are going to be a serious sales organization, then you will need medic, but you also need a methodology on top, something like Sandler. Right. So to tell me, how am I going to take my value proposition? How am I going to talk to the customer? All of those those things, you know, on, on top of that. So that for me sits above medic. And then if we if we expand this sort of analogy further, if medic, medic can become the base layer, call it like the common language. I like to call it the operating system for revenue teams. So it sits there on the bottom and then the CRM, the, the sales intelligence tools, all of the apps, they run on it so you've got you know the, the the common language to talk about how you talk about the stakeholders how you talk about the process methodology can refer to it as well um, and then likewise can so can all of the different departments so and, and the reason why this is relevant to your question is because that comes into play right when you're considering your go-to-market you know what is what is it we're, we're selling and how are we going to take this proposition to market through to when um, mqls are coming in and how do you approach those through to it's actually an, a meeting now an appointment how are we going to qualify that through to actual qualification with the salesperson through to discovery through to selling through to closing and then um, there's almost like a little bit of a gap for implementation if it if it, if it requires that but then once the csm the customer success person picks it up then then it's straight back into into medic again because the the same things that matter for a qbr and a renewal 
mattered right at the front end for getting the deal done. It's still about people and process and pain, really. So that's where I sort of see medic sitting along the bottom yeah. and, and tying yeah. into all these different things. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. I think the mistake a lot of people seem to make, I think, right, and this is maybe a bit arrogant of me to say this, is that they, they think there's a sales process or a sales methodology in an organization. And in a complex sale, there's multiple. There's your, your lead generation system process mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. very different to a, a, a lead qualification system or a, certainly a sales qualification. Yeah. Uh, and, and the difference also between methodology versus sales. Actually, <coughs> excuse me, I don't see Sander as a methodology at all. I see certainly the submarine as a conversational process in mm -hmm. terms of what do I look for? What do I look for next? but it's not the same as an opportunity qualification framework mm. that sits in a complex organization. So you can say, okay, uh, do we have the metrics? Do we know who the economic buyer is? Do we know the decision criteria? Do we know the decision process, paperwork, identify pain, pain impact, um, and so on, and, and competition. Mm -hmm. So you can look at that and say, do we know that? I think what you're telling me is medic doesn't give you the answers about or the skills if you like to go and get that information it's telling you what you need to get but you need something else in terms of the communication skills to go and and get that in terms of there's nothing in medic that talks about rapport building that i know by the way and tell me if i'm wrong or that is about you know how you set an upfront contract with a prospect in order to lower the defenses get them comfortable um, or, or, or am, am I wrong about that? No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think the really, really good example of where this, where those two sort of worlds can combine and is, is in the pain with the I of, of medic, which, which originally stood for identify the pain. I, I kind of have a different spin on it. I, I turn it into three eyes. The first is, is identify the pain. And you, you will know, this is, you know, your bread and butter in, in training about the difference between just stumbling across some pain and actually making it into something that is, I think is, as Sandler would say, is, is about impact. And so for me, you've got, you've identified the pain, which is what even bad sellers do. They can almost identify pain by accident, just by, you know, being in a conversation with someone about their service or product. And then you've got the second eye, which is what most, what, what is classed as good sellers today do, which is to indicate the pain. And by that, they say, you know, uh, Paul, I, you know, you've got this challenge here and based on industry standards or from my customer base data I've seen, this is costing you $7 million a year, or you're going to lose 20% of your workforce from attrition through this or whatever that, that sort of metric would be um, to, to illustrate the pain. And, and that's okay. And people do that with ROI documents and proposals and business cases, and it's okay, but it, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily implicate pain. And when I say implicate pain, it means I'm going to do something about this right now if not sooner and i i've, I've struggled with anal i love analogies i have to my brain just relies on analogies i've struggled with a few analogies to come up with this and the most simple one i can find is if you if you looked up to the ceiling right now if we were in the same room and there was like a a, a, a damp patch on the ceiling and it wasn't you know it wasn't a stain it's the patch so it's it, it's there and i was to go that that's me identifying the pain to you you might go oh all right. And depending on how many priorities you got, if you've got like a pristine house, you know, and you've, there's no other DIY that needs doing, you might put that to your top. But if there's... It to be like, is that lady who used medic to plan her wedding? <laughs> yeah, it does a bit. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if, you're, if you have, you know, a, a few other things, you know, maybe you're renovating the house, something like that, 
you might not put it to your top priorities list. But if I then said to you, Paul, I had that same thing happen on my ceiling and the whole ceiling fell in and it cost me five grand to fix it. That's me indicating the pain to you. And you might look and go, okay, thanks, Andy. I'll keep that. So is that like awareness then? It is like awareness. But the final one is, and this is the one you want to get to, and this is what elite sellers do, is they implicate the pain. And that is the difference between seeing the stain, knowing how much it costs, and actually the, the, the roof has fallen in. If the ceiling fell in and there was water leaking on top of you right now, that would be you going into action. You'd want to fix that. You nothing else. Nothing else would matter. You'd kill this podcast. You'd you know you'd be straight on the phone to the plumber or whoever it was to fix that, right? But that really is just from a medpic perspective. There's nothing in medic that says other than my advice that accompanies the book and and you know other people. There's nothing in the medic framework that says to get from I one to I two to I three, you have to do these things. That comes in your your sales skill your value proposition, your discovery, your two-sided discovery to open that conversation up. So would it, is it fair then to say, Andy, that in, and I'll oversimplify this, just imagine that you're dealing with one buyer in an organization. I know that's ridiculous in a complex scenario, but that if your journey started with that, potent, that prospect around those three eyes, that, and then did you later got to who the economic buyer was, and perhaps it's the same person, it can be, obviously. Um, and then later on, you figured out what the decision criteria and the decision process was, that that's okay. It's okay to start with the, the motive, the reason why they would take action in the first place. Yeah. It, it, I mean, is that, is, is, or, or does medic say, no, you must identify the economic buyer first, then the decision process criteria, et cetera. No, yeah, no, it's it's completely, it, it's only in that format of, of med, medic because it spells medic that sounds something like medic, right? And it's only those letters because the the output of, of at PTC when they, they found out the reasons why they won, why they lost and why deals were slipping. Yeah. Because they could roll those things up into something that sounded like medic. So the order is really down to your intuition. Okay. I would say that early in opportunities, the M, the I and the C are more important. Finding the yeah. metrics, the yeah. pain and the champion yeah. are important. But those other things come later on. Got it. And that answers a big question I had about it. It's not a sales process then, as in right. it's not a sequence of steps. No. Definitely okay, not. got it. All right. Now, I did have a question for you, and I guess where I'm coming from this, I should perhaps uh, tell you a quick story. Uh, a few years ago, and, and, and I know you worked in Oracle, so uh, this was an Oracle story. Uh, although, was, was it? A, yeah, it was an Oracle chap told me this, and uh, it was a German guy, and he had been contacted by an automotive company. And they said to them, look, we're looking at investing in a new ERP solution. We'd like to talk to you. He said, yeah, sure, no problem. So he went out and met with them in those days when you could meet with people. Mm. And he quickly discovered that this was an, a wall-to-wall SAP house. And it was in Germany as well. So he's kind of sitting there wondering, am I wasting my time? And he, and he asked a good question. He said, look, you're obviously an SAP customer, why would you even consider going with anybody else? And he got the usual spiel of, well, if you had something that was better, faster, cheaper type of, uh, you, you know that old one that you're either selling or being sold to? Yeah. I think he was being sold to and why he should invest his time in this thing. 
And he, 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 I remember him telling me that <clears throat> there was a sort of a head and heart battle. He was thinking, look, it's a waste of time. However, what if? Anyway, long story short, he went back to his desk, got an old RFP that he had done before, changed a few of the basic details, stuck a stupidly high price on it and sent it over because he genuinely felt he was wasting his time. And uh, it was an in, you know exchange of a few emails, but a month later he gets a message saying, you've got the business. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, by the way, the exact thing he said to me, he says, I wanted to write back to him and said, did you send this to the right person? Yeah. Surely you mean, meant to send it to the SAP guy. Yeah. And uh, so that, he obviously did, he took the business as, as you would. Interesting thing was, six months later, he was out with another customer. I think it was another automotive company, it doesn't matter, but he's, he's out with his company. And he's in the canteen, getting a cup of coffee, and who does he see? only the IT director he'd sold to six months ago. So he goes up to him and says, hey, how are you? Good to see you again. You know, what are you doing here? And then he says to him, look, he says, I wanted to ask you a question. He says, I've been wanting to ask you this for six months. Why did you buy from us? We didn't have a relationship. We were more expensive than SAP. We were a higher integration risk. I, I still can't understand why you bought from us. And the guy smiled and he said, he said, I had been working with that company for 15 years and I was planning on leaving them and I had no Oracle experience on my CV. <laughs> no way. <laughs> now, I know that's an extreme example, yeah. but what it tells me is that very rarely do we really know why people buy from us and why people don't buy from us. Mm -hmm. So when I see, heard you say on the video, uh, one of the videos I watched, you said that as part of the development of Medic, the people who were, I guess, putting it together did a survey of why do we win deals, why do we lose deals, and why do deals slip? And it also reminded me of another client of mine I was doing some work with, and they had uh, did a deal review or win-loss review after every deal. And the number one reason why they won deals, relationship. The number one reason why they lost deals, relationship. That's what they had in their system. Right. So it kind of told me, we really actually don't know Right. And, and, and to claim that we do is, is, is a, it's often bullshit. And it's like, if, if we win a deal, it's me. I'm a it legend. Is. I did it all on my own. But if we lose a deal, pff, wasn't me. You know, it was, it was, we were too expensive or market wasn't quite right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so help, help me square that a little bit to say, yeah. look, when something comes with that, I, I kind of go, mm, doesn't mean it's not valid, mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying that, but I question the, the, the origin. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think um, one of the things that I always say, and I want this to be like, you know, this, 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 if on my gravestone, this, I want this to be here, which is nobody ever regrets qualifying out. Okay. And I'm really glad that you told me the story about the, the, the ERP sales guy, Oracle there with that crazy, like crazy one in a million, probably scenario, because let me tell you why, because that gives me a perfect story of a time where someone had every right in the world to qualify out. You probably couldn't put together a, a more, you know, if you'd found out the guy's brother worked for SAP would be probably the only thing you could add to it, right? Um, and so th there's every reason in the world to qualify out. And you'd say, well, if he had qualified out, he wouldn't have got that deal. But here's the truth. Here is the truth. If he had called that IT director up and said, look, I'm looking at this your SAP, Walter Wall, you're in Germany, your automotive, all of these things point to SAP. I, I would love your business, but we're, we're so busy right now. 
that, you know, I can't spare my resource and my team to work on this because I don't think you're going to give us the proper consideration. So I would like to qualify out. The IT director would have convinced the person to stay in there because it mattered to him. So mm. that's why I always say if you do go to qualify out, only two things can happen. Either one, you're right to qualify out and the customer will let you qualify out. Or two, they will not let you qualify out. And the outcome will be, at worst, you'll be a little bit more clued up about where you are in the deal. Because they'll have to, to your point, they'll have to resell you back into the deal. Mm. And often... Not in this case, but so often the reason why people we feel like we should qualify out, although we don't because we, we, we're silly and we're salespeople and we do that. But the reason why we feel like we should qualify out is because we think the customer isn't interested. And the reason why we think the customer isn't interested is because they're amateur buyers and they think that by showing interest is like a, a bad thing for them to do. They think that if they show too much interest, the salesperson is going to come in, do a Jedi mind trick on them. And all of a sudden, they're going to be paying twice the list price with a terrible deal, with no support and all that sort of stuff. When you and I both know the best deals that customers get are the ones where they open up and have a very, very professional engagement with the salesperson. And here's a, just bring it back to medic. I, I was speaking to, and it's funny about the German thing. I was speaking to a, a gentleman in Germany that, that um, for you know, he was XPTC guy called Kai Crickle. He implements um, MedPick as a, as, a, as a, you know, it's a, a service he offers. And he was telling me that the head of procurement at Siemens, obviously multi-billion-dollar company, likes buying from companies that use MedPick or Medic because. It's such a, and, and I do this actually, I, I do this with my sales team where I will lean in meetings with customers. I will lean into Medic more so than I naturally would just to show them how, how easy it is to just say to the, the customer. So, you know, what, what, are the, what are the metrics in which you're, you're, you're thinking you're going to measure the value of this solution? Or, you know, what's the decision criteria you got? And I wouldn't normally do that if it was just me, but I'm showing that the, one of the beautiful things about Medic is you can actually, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's very suiting to the buyer and the, how they will want to make the decision and how they'll want to get the deal done. So it's, it works nicely like that as a, you know. As a, so as square a, this one away from me then because, yeah. you know, people buy emotionally and they rationalize it logically. And metrics to me are the rationalization, mm -hmm. not the buying. And I wanted to know if we were kind of in agreement on this one is that before we get to metrics, that we have to have a prospect who has, in some respects, convinced you, but at least shared with you their reasons for doing business, that it really wasn't anything to do with metrics. Because the metrics, if you look at, well, it'll increase deal size or revenue, whatever, that doesn't often benefit them personally, but it's more to do with ego and status, et cetera. You know, yeah. what, what, what's of value to most people? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. One of the things that... Um... The, one of the best, you know, one of the best things about writing this book is I've learned a ton about medic myself, stuff I didn't know. And one of the the best things I think I've I've increased my skill with is is a way of um, deploying metrics or working with metrics with a client that sort of helps do what you talked about there, that sort of further down the line thing, but also can also be a tool to sell very 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 early on. And the way they do that is to split metrics into two: metrics ones and metrics twos. The metric ones are metrics that you've taken from other customers of yours. So let's say, use your example earlier, automotive the company, you'll say your BMW, I've sold to Mercedes for argument's sake and, 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 and another mm -hmm. manufacturer somewhere else. It, not just me, my, my company. And I know for them, I've, you know, I've increased the, um, the reliability or I've, you know, the, 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 I don't know, efficiency or whatever it is, whatever those metrics are. Now, 
if I was coming to you and I was my first meeting, I'm going to try and uncover metrics, then I would say to you, Paul, the problem with your, your, your website or whatever it is that I'm selling against or selling for is, you know, it, it's a horrible experience and I have to go through 10 steps to get from here to there and, you know, wh whatever those things are. And my metrics, I'm going to half those. It's going to be 50% um, of the steps to get from A to, to Z. And therefore that will result in X much more revenue because conversions, blah, 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 right? The problem with doing that is I'm not qualified at that point to really convince you that I, I know those answers because I'm looking from the outside in. So mm. I haven't had a chance to do any good discovery to, to mm. quantify or really validate those claims. Secondly, and this is the bigger one for me, is I'm, I'm, I'm calling your baby ugly. It might be your website in this example might be your, your absolute pride and joy. You might have taken yeah. it from somewhere terrible and you're halfway on your journey there. So where the metrics ones come in is you're, you're borrowing metrics from successful deals you've done and, and the, the bad situation to the good situation you've taken those customers on. So I come in, I say, Paul, um, on, um, I can't remember which way around it was, but BMW's website or Mercedes website, they had this problem and I'm, I'm appealing to your problem that I know that you have right now. And they were having these things, bad things happen since using my company. I, uh, we've done the, and these are the metrics in which we've measured Ooh. And, and that way, it does two things. It doesn't call your baby ugly, no. but also it's social proofing. You go, oh, okay. You're telling a story essentially. Ah, yeah. And, and my favorite thing I know is your 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 major thing is, is telling a story because mm. you start to picture it, and you start to visualize it, and you start to okay. Well, I, I and then you're going, oh, I actually I've been on Mercedes website. That's true, you know. And and then it, it does, you know, it's given you the right, it's given you credibility. You've, you, the person says, oh, you're someone that can help people like me. And then you get into the opportunity to do discovery and you get into the opportunity to, to really open up the opportunity. And then to your point, you can then bring in those metrics twos, which are the specific metrics, quantifications of value that your solution can bring to that specific customer. But it's only after you've done the, you know, the rapport building, the, the, the discovery and all the things you need to at the front end. I, it's funny, I, I'm, what I'm thinking as you're saying this is something I haven't really realized before is that because using the example of the website, there's the, the, the individual with the 12 steps was perfectly happy before you came along. So we weren't in any kind of at least recognized pain. But by being able to share that story about a competitor who's doing it more efficiently and therefore reducing costs, increasing revenue, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all of a sudden now, I'm, I feel less than. And, mm. and, and, it, and, and that tension almost is, is the pain. So now I've, through, which I've never looked at it this way, through metrics, I can realize a sense of dissatisfaction yes. if the metrics are not in my favor. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. And, and in our world, in my world of technology sales, where it's, 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 it's constantly moving forward. What, what two years ago was, was the, the gold standard is now things that people like, you know, have a, as a problem, you know, like downtime and speed and all those things moving fast so, so quickly. So unless you do quantify, you know, what, what everyone else is doing in context, it, it doesn't really help you. You know, something that's very present to me is people with this book, people always say to me, well, how are sales going? And I'm like, for me, I, I think they're going very well, right? To, to, to what I, you know, that sounds like a horrible, a humble brag. That's what I meant. But to, to what I expected, I, if I sold two books, I'd have been happy. So to me, I'm very happy. Um, you got some great reviews, by the way. I was looking at them earlier. So kudos to you. 
thank you. Thank you so much. But if someone had come to me and then said to me, Andy, you've sold for argument's sake 10 books, um, the average for sales books is 20, I would feel awful all of a sudden, right? And that's the point. It's until you have the metrics and comparison and context. I, yeah. And it's a bit like, you know, um, I don't know if you had this in Ireland, but there was this wonderful show called Keeping Up Appearances. Oh, yes, um, Mrs. Bouquet. <laughs> Mrs. Bouquet, Mrs. Bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, the whole show is around, you know, them, you know, looking at the yeah. neighbours and, and trying to keep up appearances. Yeah. And I think that's true in, in self, certainly with your your um, IT director at the, uh, the, the, yeah. the manufacturer. He, he, he certainly felt like he needed to keep appearances with other IT directors that were implementing different different vendors. Yeah, um, I, I, people watching this who have been Sandler trainer are kind of maybe wondering, like I was in terms of when you're leading with metrics, what would it sound like? What would that conversation sound like? And, 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 I, and I was thinking about it all from the perspective. I've, I've run into many people over the years who will say, oh, look, we don't need, we, we've got, and you'll name, pick any methodology. We've got this. We don't need anything else. And I'm kind of going, okay, I don't care what you've got. Are your salespeople in front of enough prospects? Are, are they, is, you know, taking too long to close business? Are they using discounts to get the, oh yeah, well then something needs fixing. And it's often not the, the process or the structure or what I'm looking for, it's how do I do it? Yes. And uh, I, could, I could imagine that conversation with, look, um, we worked with a number of other companies, such as, you mentioned Mercedes in the example, who've reduced the number of steps taken to navigate their website, which has increased the level of engagement and how far people go. But look, I'm not making any claims that we could do that for you. Is it worth a short conversation? Yeah. And that to me, you can see the, 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 the qualification, the, the, the metrics element of it, wrapped up in an element of the how. How do I have that conversation with somebody so they don't feel they're being sold to, that is, progressive but without being pitchy does that make sense in terms of how you marry the two together and i and i think that's a struggle a lot of people have when they when they look at systems processes methodologies they and i mentioned this earlier they think i'll get one that's it and it's, it's not that simple it's like if you look at formula one there's the car which in terms of its engineering has to be tip top there's the system around it in terms of the people who change the tires, you know, the, the pit stop guys. Yeah. And then there's the driver as well. Yeah. And you can put uh, the best car in the world, but if the driver isn't that good, it won't make a difference. Yeah. Um, and, and, I think, and I think people don't often understand is, what am I applying this to? Where does it fit? And uh, thank you, you've done a great job of helping me understand and rationalize where it actually fits um, and, and what it does. And, because I was looking at it, when I look at these things, I kind of go, okay, is that what we do for a second, third, fourth, this kind of structure? And you're saying, no, it's not. And that was a, a big insight. Now, there was a couple of other questions I had for you. Um, you made a big, bold claim. Ooh. Yes. And I'm wondering, is it, was that just marketing, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Bin? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a word that uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, I, I can think of the word, it's not, <laughs> the word that's on to my tongues, it's not the right word, trust me. Uh, hyperbole, that's the word I'm oh, looking okay, for, okay. right? I like that word. And, uh, <laughs> and so here's the thing, you, you said, uh, what other sales methodologies out there will successfully help you half your pipeline? Was that just there to grab people's attention? 
or are you suggesting that there's no other methodology out there that has strong qualification at its heart? Oh yeah, brilliant question. Yeah, so I'm I'm planning for this. Uh, well, you, I think you're referring to because I've only said that once. I, I did a um, a seven minute talk for James Ski, Sales Confidence, and I'm plan. I'm I'm I've never done a seven minute talk before, and it, it it and it's true what they say. It's you know I don't know what the saying is, but there's a saying around. It's 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 harder to talk for let's say seven minutes than it is for fifteen. And so I, I know what I want to say, but I'm like, like so there must. So I take to Google, and I'm like, you know, seven minute talk. How do I do it? And they say that you've got to have an attention-grabbing open sentence. So that that's what it was. And I thought, well, what would it, what would be the what would be the thing that would catch people's attention? And it would be probably in this case, it's something like, wait, what did he just say half my pipeline? Why would I want to half my pipeline? Well, here's why. Oh. So that's the that's the rationale behind the statement. Do I think that um, I, I do genuinely think that? Um, well, it's an interesting thing about medic, and it's the same with Bant and other uh, qualification frameworks. Is I, I think there's a lot of interesting likenesses to them being like an open source methodology mm. process framework or something like that. Whereas like Sandler is like your Apple, it's your iOS, right? It's it's backed by an organization. No one else out there is implementing Sandler except for Sandler professionals. Mm. Right. Whereas uh, Medic and Bant, they're a bit more like Android. Okay. So it's mm. any manufacturer can implement, you know, can put it in on their thing. And and so what I think you get with um, if we if we just class the, the qualification frameworks, they're a bit more open source. And so if you if you talk about um, actual qualification of, of killing pipeline in, in the example I've used, and that's not that's true, by the way, it has decimated my pipeline anytime I've implemented it to a sales team but those are all live opportunities and I think that's one of the unique things if we just zoom in on medic as a qualification framework things like bant which is the other big one there's champ and all these other ones they're not so good at once you'll get past that initial qualification stage once you're in a deal right should you still be in this deal and that's where I think medic comes into its own as a qualification framework and in in the case of those deals um in the example I gave in that video where there was just this plethora of walking dead pipeline. If mm. I was to apply like, you know, is there a need? Yeah, is there authority? If I, yeah, the person I'm talking to has authority. Is there budget? Well, they get budget and, mm. and the timing, you know, maybe not, you know, is there or not? Yeah, That's yeah. probably the one. But with medic, it's like, there's no way I should be. It's like, yeah. it's so crystal clear. Is that more though on the people with happy years who, because most sales reps are paid to put stuff into their pipeline. They're not being paid to take it out. And, and and they're not nobody at a sales meeting goes you disqualify that one brilliantly well done take that crap out of the pipeline it's I like do. what's new i know you do what i'm saying is but there's very few people do that and i think that's more yeah. of an attitude and a mindset i also think it reminds me of a a story one of the best sales reps i've ever had the pleasure of working with and she was telling me that she worked she year after year president's club president's club president's club top sales rep in her company and she her 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 pipeline to close rate was one and a half to one nah. right which is pretty tight it doesn't come much tighter than that mm. yep. she got a call from finance one day saying you need to change that to three to one <laughs> right in other words put more crap in your pipeline yep. and she said why she said because that's what the analyst measure is on if we get looking at revenue visibility into the market, yeah. we, we assume we're going to close one in three and you're screwing our numbers up. Yeah. And she literally, I said, what did you do? And she said, 
I just put crap in there. She said, I didn't spend any time on it. So, yeah. but I would leave it in there. Uh, I don't care what methodology you have. You can't fix stupid, right? Yeah, and I'm so glad you gave that anecdote because before you did, I was about to say this, which is that you, you when you mentioned this point about salespeople and, and sort of almost sort of suggesting that the salespeople were paid to create pipe and not get rid of it, that I think puts the onus too much on the salespeople because you and you've, you've you've suggested that it goes up and and I have never heard it go that high to the analysts, but uh, you know I've had it before where I've worked in a sales organization and I've come in and. I've over time just crushed the pipeline volume. And because I was working inside of a regional sales organization inside of a larger global company, they're like, it's a problem over here. Amir has got a problem. They are not creating enough pipeline. And then I'm, I'm going, well, guys, our conversion rate looks healthy. It's going up. Guys, hello, hello. Here's my hypothesis. Can we? They're like, nope. And, and what happens is you get into this self-fulfilling prophecy of pipeline where it's like, well, if we reduce the pipeline and it's going to set off some alarm bells and it's very comfortable to have a big pipeline all the time rather than a small one you know you've got you less to worry about slipping and all that sort of stuff and so it's as much about sales leadership probably more the onus i think is on sales leadership to just be really 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 cut and that's why i think if you think about the companies that um use medic they are also there's a there's a real alignment there with sometimes and it's not necessarily it's not to do with medic but there's like a real there's a lot of companies i can think of that are known for using medic that are also known for having very very strict sales cultures and the two aren't necessarily linked but they go hand in hand because medic is the tool that can enable you to have a very very in this case strict let's call it sales culture but it also very very good forecast accuracy Think mm. about some of the, those those companies, the ones that IPO and go bananas, the snowflakes at Dynamics didn't IPO, but they're about to. And Datadog, all those companies are real medic companies and their forecast accuracy yeah. is probably 2x what an average company is. Well, let's look at it, uh, at this way. The PDC, from what I know of them, certainly, and I'm, I, I don't know anything recently, but going back, they had an extremely strong sales culture. There was zero tolerance of people who didn't step up and get the job done. Yes. Uh, it was you know, as, as pure as they come in terms of, it's it's all about getting the deal, getting it over the bottom line. And uh, and, I and so I, I introduced Medic in my understanding as I could understand it fitting into there. What about an organization, a SaaS-based organization where for what you hear all day long from the sales team is really the clacking of keyboards rather than conversations yeah yeah well um i think that i think that's a that's a general challenge we have today especially in like in this lockdown world where you can't do all the things that you know i, I know you would like to have done i used to like to do sort of just always camping outside people's offices and catching people and all that sort of stuff um obviously the phone is is still a great tool probably more so than ever these days because less people use it it's like that that last cool. mile type thing um, but yeah, it's, it's, you can always, you know, the easy route is always just by electronic communication, that kind of thing. Um, how does Medic come in? Well, I think where, where Medic can give you an edge in this kind of electronic world is, is where you can really kind of use the um, putting things into writing. So going back to that meeting we were talking about where we're going through the metrics ones, metric twos, when I'm doing the discovery there and I'm trying to figure out what is the criteria which they're trying to, you know, let's say if it's, let's give it an example of they've approached me my solution so there's a definite need there i'm not trying to sort of create the need and i'm trying to figure out what is what is the criteria in which they're going to make their decision on now where where electronic 
communication can come in much, much better than than face-to-face uh, -face or, or verbal communication is it's very black and white. So I can say to you, Paul, from the sounds of our conversation earlier, you're going to be basing your decision on this criteria. These things are important. But from, from also in our conversation, it sounded like you hadn't considered this. And then that thing could be a unique set of um, uh, uh, functionality. We don't really want to do functionality, but something unique that your unique value that only you can provide. And in, um, in the advantage of doing this in, uh, in written format is I can say to you, Paul, so there's a, it also sounds like you need this, you know, this bell and whistle, um, which is unique. You know, I wouldn't say it's unique to us. Is, can you confirm that you need that? In, in this project. And then you'd come back and say, yeah, Andy, I hadn't considered that integration before, Ooh. but you're right, it would be imperative for us to have that. And then what I've done there, just in one line of text, is I've added something that is unique to me, to my solution, mm. to the decision criteria that might not have had the same effect if I was on the phone to you and said, Paul, well, you know that, that um, you said it's really important that it integrates into your ABC system. You know, you go, oh yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But until I put it into writing, it doesn't quite stick. It's almost like you're, 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 you're locking it in and then you can obviously refer back to it. You can coin it, whatever you want to do with it. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Sounds I, like I, I'm I, converting you, Paul. No, no well, no. I, I, I think the issue with the, the clickety-click is is that it's there's an over-reliance on it to find pro see here's the thing it's very easy for me to delete your email without feeling any qualms or guilt you call me up it's very hard for me to say andy i don't want to talk to you leave me alone goodbye yeah. i can't do that i just you know if you, i think there's there's a proportion of the population can but they're very small uh but most people would at least hear you out. Yes. Where in an email, it's so it's 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 in those those moments of certainly initial contact where uh, there's a problem. Now there's lots of other, and I do it all the time. Look, one of the reasons why we do these podcasts in the first place is we put them up and it engages, and then people say, "Oh, by the way, can I talk to you about X?" Right. So it it does stimulate it, and there's a huge value. I'm a massive believer in LinkedIn, so I'm not dismissing it at at all. I was just wondering where the methodology came in in terms of, I guess, putting its arms around that and capturing that. And I, I don't know that it does. E no. Either way, I just think the, the verbal communication at certain stages is just more a more efficient way. Yeah. Uh, but I fully respect, particularly in lockdown, it's much harder to get people on the phone and therefore you have to find where are they at, where can I get their attention. And that's a different skill set than deal qualification. So I don't know that the two are, are impacted at all. I think the, the, what I'm talking about is more in terms of just that very initial contact, which is really not part of Medic, as I understand it. Um, it's, yeah. it's once, once I start the conversation and have something, then we're into who's the economic buyer, how does the decision process work, what are the pains, et cetera. And it goes back to that sort of analogy of it being the operating system. Mm. So the, the, what runs on the operating system are the, the mediums. So the phone runs on the operating system, the, the email, mm. LinkedIn message, they all run on it. It doesn't tell you, the operating system doesn't say, right, this is the message you should send. This is what you should say on the phone. But this says, this is how you should approach. You know, this is, yeah. the, this is yeah. the language that you should use. Yeah. I had a question for you on champions. Because oh, I, I notice you, 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 you feel that people misunderstand 
oh yeah the champions talk to me about that so i mean it's it's this thing and this is this is a this is a revenue wide problem a, a big big problem where people have people in sales they they mistake um like engagement um con like continuance for progress Right. And there's a very distinct difference between having someone that will talk to you and actually making progress. I would much rather have someone that I know doesn't like me and just, just is, is very sort of anti sales people. But, you know, that character, they get stuff done. I'd much rather work with that person who doesn't make me feel good about my pitch and stuff like that. But I can see I'm making progress. I'd much rather call that person a champion than mm. I would someone who's just loves me and is, you know, it's like a buddy, right? Mm. And so it's, it's a big, big problem. And, and it happens all the way through where we are not qualifying champions. We're just, someone that talks to us, we'll call them our champion. So in, in the book, it's really clear that the criteria that you have to have to, to qualify a champion. And it doesn't mean if you haven't qualified, if you can't tick these boxes, they're not a potential champion. It just means they're not a qualified champion. So the first is they have to have power and influence. Now this does not mean that they have to be a senior person. It just means they have to, people have to take note of them and listen, you know, especially in this world today where, you know, often the actual person has the most influence in the room is not the most senior. The, the person in the room who's, you know, who, especially in digital, you know, the people understand it and feel it more. So yeah. power and influence is important. And a good way to tell that is, you know, if when they speak to other people, stop and listen, right? That's a really good Isn't way. that the whole concept of the challenger buyer? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. I mean, that. But by the way, and this is just this is a, a tip that I'm sure you've given before. I think the 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 the, the challenger customer is a much better book than the challenger. Hundred percent. I was I was thinking in my mind, will I say it? I said, ah, you know, people will think he's dissing the challenger sale, yeah. and I have my issues with that. But the challenger customer is just one of the best. Yeah. books out there it is, is phenomenal. I didn't read it for years because I thought yeah. it, it's, it's a branding disaster I thought it's for I thought it's for selling to customers as in like once there's a customer upsells yeah. and, and customer yeah. success which is not interesting so I yeah. never read it but it yeah. is a much better book so you look at all the deals that go nowhere it's because the individual you're you're selling to has no internal influence right. aren't ambitious are not going to drive this through the organization yes exactly right so that's that's the first one, the power and influence side of things. The second thing is they have to be selling internally for you. And again, going back to what we we're just talking about there, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be going, hey, guys, Sandler. Hey, I love Sandler. I love Sandler. They have to just have to be going, look, this this is what we need to do. We need to invest in this. And, you know, if it comes up and they have they happen to favor you as a vendor, then that's great. And people always go, well, that, that's that by the very nature of selling internally when I'm not there. How am I going to tell? Well, that's, that's the easiest way of testing memory. Say, Paul, um, there must be some times where, my, where, you know, when this project has come up when I've not been there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about just yesterday, Andy. Oh, OK, cool. And um was there anyone there that that you know didn't like us or doesn't doesn't think that we're a good solution? Oh yeah, yeah. There's Steve. He he was saying that he thinks that ABC are better. And I was like, oh, okay, um, you know, job one. You know that Steve's a detractor, and and then you say, what did you say to Steve? And they go, oh, well, you should have seen me, Paul. I put Steve right in his place. I told him yeah. on this <laughs> easy, right? If not, right? Not not the end of the world. Just say, well, you know, Steve is. You know, Steve's very opinionated or he's very senior. I didn't want to speak at place. Then it's a coaching chance. You can say, well, you know, here's the thing. And so that's it. So they're not, if they, if they haven't sold internally for you, they're not a champion. And then the final one is they have to have a vested interest in your success. You have to kind of align. And it doesn't mean that, you know, Sandler wins 
the champion wins. It just means that if, if you come in and you know implement some of your great training, then that person who's often, I guess, in your case, a sales leader is going to get closer to their targets. They might yeah. get the promotion. Otherwise, why would they invest their time? Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's a bonus, it's a promotion, it's a recognition. It's, you know, the classic example of that is the story you told earlier with the IT director at the automotive company. Yeah, I actually think you used a couple of words there, which was very, very illustrative of that. You said that somebody says, oh, I love that. That's a red flag versus somebody saying, here's what we need to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a thing often champions you, there's almost like this sort of tipping point where they can lose credibility by liking yeah. a vendor too much. Or they're, oh, they're just they're, they're just won over by them. So I, 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 we're, we're up on time, Andy, and I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. I had another question for you because I know in Medic, the champion and the economic buyer can be different, right? Yes. Yep. Usually if, you, if you only had the opportunity to be with one of those two, which one would you pick? Oh, that's a good question. I think, you know, everything in the textbooks and, and you know, the CROs of this world would want me to say you, 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 you have to meet the, um, you have to try and get to the economic buyer. The realist, the realist in me says that I've never, ever, ever got a deal done without a champion, not a proper deal, not unless I was order taking. And so for me, it's, it's the champion, no champion, no deal, big champion. Yeah, big I like deal. that. I like that because the champion can get to the economic buyer on your behalf. Yeah. And, and probably even sometimes do a better job because they know them and they're closer to them if they're the right type of individual. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's some interesting stats from there's a software company called I See It who um, they, they have a, a tool that helps people implement uh, Medic to Salesforce. And they had some stats and I can't remember the exact stats, but it's basically the 80-20 rule. 80% of deals that were lost or slipped had no engagement with the economic buyer. 80% of deals that closed on time had engagement with the economic buyer. And obviously it's, it's, it's you can see why, you know, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's very interesting um, to see that. It wasn't quite 80, 20, but it was. It was and, and it's not mutually, I only threw that question to you just to see in terms of a preference, but the reality is it's both. You have to, you should be doing both. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. Yeah. Andy, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to yeah. you this afternoon. Enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for sharing me, with me your insights. Uh, best of luck with the book. There you go. I just have it on the screen. Medic, the ultimate guide to staying one step ahead in the complex sale. As I said, I was looking at those ratings that you have and they really are excellent. So uh, top, top quality on that. What's the best way for people to get reach you, Andy? Always LinkedIn. Andy White, W-H-Y-T-E, just to be awkward. But uh, yeah, find me on LinkedIn. And yeah. all the I guess you do that a lot. You have to spell the... the, the the white, oh, right? Yeah, and, and even I sometimes think I shouldn't, but I mean, I don't, unless unless it's um, unless it's official, I tend not to. I'm happy being a color, you know, the color white. So, yeah, <laughs> unless got it's it. formal or official, I'll just go with it. <laughs> yeah, got it. All right, Andy, listen, thanks very much. Really right. appreciate it. Take Thank care. Cool. Take All care. Right.